You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to The Riding, DFS and betting podcast. It is Pat James coming off a horrific week at the Dell match play. I don't even know why I get excited about it. It's a very fun format to watch, at least in the first few days. Man, it was absolutely torturous to watch Billy Horschel and Scotty Shuffler duke it out. You know, golf golf cannot hide its flaws in that moment. And its flaw is that the pace of play is, is an issue. It really is. And, you know, any other normal event, they could bounce around, show you guys all over the course. It is very tough to do when there's only two groups on the course. But anyway, I don't even think I had a guy come out of pool play that I bet um, outright. Uh, a couple guys went to tiebreakers. Uh, Cantley looked like he had it locked up. Homa looked like he had it locked up for a minute there as well. Um, at least by by locked up, I mean had their group locked up. Homa came storming back. Um, he was in really good position to advance and ended up choking it away. Um, so just not a great week betting-wise. A lot of people reached out to me on Twitter, DM, um, regular message, etc. about head-to-heads over the course of the match play and Punta Cana. And neither course has shot link. And you guys know that, you know, the whole way I go about betting head-to-heads is looking at their strokes gain stats in the current tournament that the players are playing in and then kind of looking at that against how they have been playing um, within those strokes gain stats over the course of the last, you know, 12, 24, 36 weeks. And if I see a trend where I think a player is, you know, bound to improve on a stat because they're way below their baseline and they're facing another player that is playing above his his baseline, that is when you pull the trigger on a head-to-head, right? Like if a guy gains five strokes putting and um, loses two strokes on approach and the next day he's in a head-to-head with someone who has only gained like a half a stroke on approach, but that person that is a half a stroke on approach for the tournament normally uh, or over the last 12 weeks has been gaining two, three, four strokes, that's when you pull the trigger there. Um, Punta Cana almost had a winner. Sam Ryder, absolutely heartbreaking. Um, He was one of our Punta Cana outrights, came down... um, Really stormed back on Sunday to have a chance. Uh, ended up falling a stroke short. Okay. Let's talk about the Valero Texas Open. Um, it is at the TPC San Antonio. So let's talk about how you win at TPC San Antonio. Um, fairways gained which is a fantasy national proprietary stat that just shows how often a player hits the fairway more so than uh, the competition in a given tournament. That popped in previous tournaments. 
Um, par five scoring popped. There are three really long par fives, like three that you're probably going to have to hit driver three wood and then still have um, the lob wedge in from like 75 to 125, something like that. Um, so that par five scoring and also those short proximity uh, distances. There are six holes from 400 to 450. So I put that in the model. Um, 150 to 175 is where the most approach shots come from. So we put in a bunch of things. Obviously, strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee. We looked at a little bit of fairways gain, opportunities gain, the required proximities, um, some par five numbers. Juiced it all up, put it into a model, um, looked at a little bit of form, a little bit of putting, uh, and a little bit of course history. The course history and the putting and the form really don't go too much into the actual rank of the players, but I have them kind of on the end, and I'll, we'll go through who the best players in terms of form and course history are, because you could use that narrative as well. Okay, let's talk about the top 10 that my model spit out. Corey Connors is number one. In fact, he is absolutely off the charts in this statistical model. I don't think I've seen a disparity between number one and number two this great before. Now, of course, you're probably listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, that's why you should subscribe to the patjames.substack.com. Put up the bets on Monday, and he has since come down, mostly because DJ uh, with has withdrawn, but he also started pretty short, which I was very surprised. I thought when I opened up DraftKings and FanDuel, I was going to get a 30 on Connors, but they were sharp. He opened up twenty between 20 and 24. I got him at 23 to 1 on FanDuel. Um, but just listen to the ranking uh, that he has in all of the stats that we went through. 2, 5, 4, 2, 1, 1. That's the first six stats. All of them are top five. Approach, fairways gained, opportunities gained, strokes gained off the tee, um, par five scoring, and par fours 400 to 450. That never happens. It I've never seen a player rate out this well for a course. Corey Connors. Now, you may say to yourself, 22 or 20 or 18 or whatever it's at right now is way too short to bet on Corey Connors. I would probably tend to agree with you, but what I think I'm going to do this week is I'm just going to, you know, keep the bankroll light, take a few shots, maybe one on Connors, uh, like a couple other guys down the board, and, you know, save the money for the Masters. I, I, I'll i be honest with you, I've never seen a player rate out this well in, in a statistical model. Um, usually there's always one or two stats that they're, you know down in the 70s, or even, you know, just not in the top five. Uh, so that was something else. Two is Abraham answer. Three is Adeki. Four is DJ. Obviously, he has withdrawn. Five is Ryan Moore. Six, uh, Cam Trangali. Seven, Siwoo Kim. Eight, Chris Kirk. Nine, Tony Finau. And ten, Keegan Bradley. So let's talk about some of the um, we'll go through some of the distances. I'll give you the top five for some of 
Um, the stats that I put in, the best par 5 scorers in this field, Connors, Palmer, Harmon, Ryan Brem, and Luke List. Uh, the best fairways gain, remember we said that stat popped. Um, how often, it's basically how often you uh, outproduce your competition in terms of hitting fairways. Jim Furyk, Brian Stewart, Jerry Kelly, Ryan Armour, Corey Connors is fifth. Now, what do those four have in front of Corey Connors? They hit the ball like 270 yards. You know, they don't pipe the ball off the tee. We do need that, though. We need um, players to be in the fairway here. So I would look at a combination of strokes gained off the tee and fairways gained. That would be players like Corey Connors, Cameron Champ, Cameron Davis, Tony Finau, Ryan Moore, Cam Tringali, right? So when you combine off the tee and fairways gain, that's who pops in that region. 400 to 450 yards, what do you know? Corey Connors is number one. Chris Kirk is number two. Uh, Jonathan Vegas is third. Abraham Answer is fourth. And Chase Seifert is fifth. A lot of answer here, too, as well, uh, popping up in the statistical model. Let's talk about who is in the best form. If it will sort for me. Sorry about that. Mouse got stuck. Uh, in the best form in the field, Tony Finau, Jordan Spieth, Corey Connors, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Tringali round out the top five. Course history, right? So guys that have played this course well in the past, obviously Ryan Moore, Charlie Hoffman is one here. Marty Laird is one here um, like five, six, seven years ago. Corey Connors is actually a former champion here as well. And Brant Snedeker. Um, so those guys are the tops in course history. Let's take a look at the betting card. So for this week, like I said, not a ton of bets. Um, so I'm going Connors, Tringali, Keegan, Lanto, Cam Davis. I have five outrights. Probably, you know, I normally normally I like to bet to aim for one certain payout. I'll probably take that payout down a notch this week. Um, just a tad, maybe bet um, 0.75 units on each player. But listen, Cam Davis rates out well again. And, you know, we know he does. He can't putt. He always hits the green, just can't. He'll three putt uh, a 14-footer. There's going to be a week where Cam Davis gets the putter rolling, and I don't want to not be on it, especially in the, this type of event where there isn't a ton of, you know, studs at the top. That can kind of outplay him on Sunday. Lanto, I like the way he played uh, over the course of the last couple weeks. I feel like he's getting it together. Same thing with Keegan. Tringali just absolutely rates out really well here. And then obviously you know about Connors. Top 10, top 20, and the first round leader bucket is... And you could guys, you guys can all see this at patjames.substack.com. Chris Kirk, Siwoo Kim, Doug Gim... Ryan Moore, Charlie Hoffman, Brian Harmon, Ryan Palmer, Higgs, Huh, Vegas, Lanto again, and Cam Davis again. Um, first round leader types are more like Hoffman, Higgs, Huh, Vegas. Top 10, top 20, Kirk, Siwoo, 
Cam Davis, Ryan Palmer types. For the DFS player pool, the only player I'm playing in the top tier is Tony Finau. I think he's going to be popular, so you probably have to get a little bit weird under Tony Finau. But Finau rates out well from the par 4 ranges. You know, the off the tee stuff's been good. He's in good form. And ops gained, which is on the green with a birdie putt less than 15 feet or on the green in under regulation, meaning you reach a par 5 in 2, he is he, he rates out really well. Uh, I don't have to go over Corey Connors or Abraham answer again. I kind of really touched on them. Um, Tringali, great form. He's a par 5 scorer. He, he gains strokes off the tee, and he's also an opportunities gained player in the model. Before I forget, check out 2under.com. They just released a ton of sweet golf polos. This is where I get, I mean, for, number one, they fit amazing. Um, and number two, they are pretty much the most fire golf polos that you will ever don on your body. Uh, the link will be in the description of this podcast. And it's also when you go to patchams.substack.com in the cheat sheet, there are links to click on. Um, and if you buy something, I get a little something too. So it's a nice way to support the podcast. You can also rate and review if you have never done that. Uh, that would go a long way in helping me out and keeping this free as well. Some guys that we still need to talk about. Chris Kirk, third in the model. First, or I'm sorry, second from 400 to 450 yards. He's great around the green if he needs to be. And is he has good course and good recent form. Nice little uh, nugget about Chris Kirk there. See, Wu plays well here. Um, he's been in contention a lot. 11th in approach. He also rates out well from the required proximities. Doug Gim playing well. He is 14th in the... 400 to 450 yard par 4 range, 20th in approach. So he's there, top 20 in current form. Plus he's pretty decently priced for uh, this slate. Ryan Moore, course horse, um, and his off the tee stuff is pretty good. And his opportunities gained stats have been really good as of late as well. He just needs to get the putter going. Charlie Hoffman, former winner. He's first in approach over the last 24 weeks, third in opportunities gained, and he's 10th in the par four distances. Cameron Davis will be an outright bet. He's top five in approach, opportunities, and off the tee. Brendan Steele is a really accurate driver of the golf ball. He's been in good form as well, and his 400 to 450 yard par four range is uh, rates out well also. Lanto, Lanto, sixth in approach, fifth in the fifth in the proximity distances. He's in good form. He's a good putter on Bermuda. I like locking Lanto in. I'm even going to bet him to win the thing. Keegan Bradley, going to bet him to win the thing too. He literally can do everything but putt. Uh, and like I said, this field this week doesn't scare me. Like sometimes when Keegan's in contention, he's just literally going to lay an egg. I don't see that happening this week. Like who is going to... He's in the final group with Hideki or Finau. I could see him going toe to toe with them. Um, so I do like Keegan this week. Ryan Palmer. Obviously, we're in Texas. There's some long par fives. 
Um, his recent and course form is good, and so is his approach. Lock in Ryan Palmer. Um, and then these next three guys are guys that I don't normally uh, have much of or even ever have in my, my player pool. I'm just not big fans of their game, but Harry Higgs has been playing really well. Uh, ninth in approach, sixth in opportunities game, and he is a good putter. John Huh has um, been really good from the required distances. He popped in the model. He was like 11th in the model, I think, so that's the only reason he made it. Brian Harmon, I, I just, I don't know what it is about Brian Harmon. I don't know if it's the baggy pants or the oversized hat that he wears. Something rubs me the wrong way. I'm sure he's a great guy. Lefty, like, he won, um, I think it was two years ago. I can't remember where it was. But he hit the worst three wood I've ever seen, basically into the hospitality tent. And then he got the absolute luckiest kick on his next flop shot uh, to basically win him the tournament. And I don't know, that from, from that day on, something about him just rubs me the wrong way. Um, but he rates out well in par fives because he's a guy that's going to hit it shorter than most other guys. And his third shot will be like an 80-yard pitch into the green, which he has, um, which he does pretty well. So Harmon uh, will be the last guy in my player pool. But the bankroll is being toned down a notch. Um, you know, we were already set pretty much. We've been hitting the head-to-heads pretty hard. We've been hitting some some nice top 10s, top 20s. And we have two outrights in the last month. So we are well on our way. I'm not trying to burn through it before we get to the Masters. We're going to save up and, you know, take some extra, maybe up the ante at the Masters. All right, that'll do it. Good luck in all of your Valero Texas Open wagers and DFS contests. I will be back for Masters Week next week. So pumped. Good luck, everybody.